This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. Hey, I'm back again. Welcome back to the show. It's Wednesday, obviously. As you know, we have another episode here. I'm Adam Connor, and this is To Dare is Human. Hey, if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back after this and listen to the last episode with model Victoria Winters. That's episode number 47, and also the first episode that we ran on Instagram Live. Remember, as I said last week, that you can now catch the show in this format, of course, but also over there on Instagram, and I'll make sure I publicize those live episodes as much as possible. In the meantime, Head on over and follow me all across social media at Human, so you can stay up to date as I publish new content. If you've only got time for one show today, then let's just get straight down to it. In this podcast, I dissect what I call the dare, the conscious choice to make a leap of faith and jump into your passion in the face of a less risky, more conventional life path. Each week, I, a Harvard grad and nationally recognized public speaker with a passion for presentation, seek to break free, if briefly, from my traditional 9-to-5 life to make that jump back into what I love through sharing the stories of those who have made the dare before me. Today, I have a story of someone who has absolutely blown up on social media in the world of Amazon and making money online. I'm pretty pumped to actually have been one of the first to follow his message and his story back when he started documenting his entrepreneurial pursuits just at the beginning of this year. And I want you to keep that timeline in mind, by the way, because what you're about to hear is pretty insane considering that. Tanner J. Fox set a goal at the beginning of this year. After a 2016 in which he was able to surpass making $10,000 a month selling products on Amazon, he set for himself a pretty lofty step up. He had about a thousand subscribers on YouTube, maybe less at the time actually, and envisioned a world in which he drove a Lamborghini and raked in about $300,000 in profit for 2017. And so far, he's doing pretty well. He's up to just over a quarter of a million per month. Tanner has been able to blow past these early year resolutions and get himself into a position where he's made two million bucks, not only selling through Amazon, but also creating a course on how to start your own online business and growing his personal brand across social media. He's gone from a couple hundred followers to over 80,000 across all platforms, and he's documented it all on YouTube for us to see. Oh, and about that Lamborghini I was talking about, he's got that too. He put a sweet wrap on it. Plus, he had a jacked up Ford pickup. He's got a Nissan GTR, a McLaren, a house, all in this time period. Just think about that. He started in the beginning of the year. Oh, and by the way, he's right on 21 years old too. Have I mentioned that? So like our feature two episodes ago, that was Trevor Oldham, episode number 46, Tanner is getting started awfully early. I sat down with Tanner in the middle of this meteoric rise to talk about his humbler beginnings and his inspiration towards making a better life for himself. He makes it sound pretty straightforward as to how you get started, but do not be fooled. This takes a lot of hard work. Making a dare, whatever it is, truly requires a grind, especially at the beginning, and Tanner does a great job explaining his. Stay tuned afterwards to hear about the ways you can learn from him as well, either through his online presences or through his now best-selling online course on Amazon Selling. So, without further ado, here's the $2 million man himself, Tanner J. Fox. 
Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of To Dare is Human. I am joined by Tanner J. Fox today, and we're doing this via YouTube live broadcasting. Uh, Tanner is in the world of Amazon, and as anybody who works at a retail company will tell you recently, Amazon is just taking everyone to the cleaners. But not Tanner. In fact, he's using these methods to turn himself into a self-made millionaire. His recent viral video, Broke to Millionaire in 1.5 Years, has just garnered over 100000 views on YouTube and has gained him about 1,500 subscribers a day the past three days. Uh, he's a widely known talent in the Amazon community, has a top-selling course uh, that you can you can buy, and we'll talk about it a little bit on this show, and ultimately has helped grow his business and others to six figures and beyond. The first thing I have to say uh, before we jump into this amazing story and the smaller stories within is, Tanner, how you doing? Great. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I can't complain. I was so glad to get you. In fact, uh, as you know, we started talking a couple of months ago back when I was still in season one of the show. Uh, you were newer to YouTube. In fact, you had just started making a couple of videos on the back of your sort of partner in crime, Ryan Hildreth, and talking about your journey with Amazon. And so I checked in there. I thought, wow, this guy's going to be big. I got to reach out to him. I did. And here we are. My first question is, obviously, if you go through your channel these days, we see all these great things. Uh, the, the recent purchaser of a Lamborghini Huracan and a GTR, and most recently a McLaren, you've gotten up, like I said, to 22,000 subscribers on YouTube. These are both two New Year's resolutions, by the way, which I know you said at the beginning of the year. You've now met them two-thirds, not even two-thirds of the way into the year. So uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit towards the end, but I want to talk more about the beginning here and the way you describe it is going from broke to this, and I know it wasn't exactly that. You had a little bit of startup cash, but talk about how you started this whole story off. I know it was in the Amazon space, but obviously this was before the course and the YouTube and all of that. What made you jump into this space? Maybe what were you doing beforehand, and what was the catalyst that jumped you into this track? It's honestly hard to remember perfectly, but my main thing was I was kind of bored. I was going to school full-time, and it was summer. I was still taking summer classes. But I was just bored. I've never been someone who had like a lot of friends to hang out with. So I would do my own thing, go to the gym, and then come home and I'd be bored, play some video games. I was like, all right. Well, one thing I've always said since I was like like 17, I think, is I'll have a Lamborghini by 25. And people would be like, how? And I'd be like, I don't know, but I will. And I never was like super entrepreneurial when I was younger until about two years ago uh, in September. I was like 15. And... Uh, 2015. And I started looking things up online. I looked at like Kindle publishing, drop shipping and whatnot. And I just wanted something entrepreneurial to do where I could make money. And I kind of caught the bug from there and just started learning and learning. And that's when I found Amazon and then jumped into that. So when you were starting out, it was first publishing eBooks. Is that right? Writing and publishing eBooks? Or did you jump right into the go and source a product and private label and do all this other stuff that you do now? So I originally jumped into the ebook stuff. I wouldn't write them. I'd pay people like 50 bucks to write like a 20-page ebook on something. And then I'd sell it on Amazon's Kindle store, uh, get reviews, get it ranked, and then do that. And I was making like, I had like eight books, and I would make like $50 a month profit from them. And I was like, uh, that's not really what I wanted. It's a lot of work, um, more money up front to make a decent amount. So then I jumped into Amazon after doing that for about a month. And those books still make me like 20 bucks a month now, but. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some sweet residuals. Yeah. Pseudonym or is it under Tanner J. Fox? Uh, no, it's under a different name. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll keep that. Uh, we'll keep that shrouded mystery, as I'm sure viewers are just on the edge of their seats trying to figure out what that was. But you move away from books. I mean, this is netting you a little bit. This is giving you a taste of that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, obviously, not nearly where you are today, or perhaps even where you wanted to be at that point. But after that, you decide to jump from books into a product. Now. Uh, this is something that everybody is now learning courtesy of your course. And for you, of course, the success was not overnight. In fact, as I've heard on your channel, but how I'd like you to recount to me now, a couple of not ups and downs, but just sort of starts and stops, lots of breaking even, nothing really breaking through the surface uh, until later on, until your second or third try. Is that right? Yes. So I originally started, um, I jumped right into it. I learned on YouTube. I took a course on how to do it. But I didn't know everything, and I jumped into a product that my first product was too competitive, but I ended up slowly selling out over like two months. I only ordered like 200 units to begin. Now, keep in mind, I used 1200 of my $1,500 I had in my bank account uh, to start this. So after that, I'm lucky I jumped in in December and sold out. Otherwise, I would have been stuck with them a little bit more. So they did sell out, um, but slower than I wanted to. So my whole goal was $100 a day from one product, so 3000 profit a month. But I ended up profiting about, I think it was like $400 on those after two months. So didn't meet the goal. It was too competitive. I got lucky I got in at the time I did and got rid of them. So then I jumped to the next product, and I jumped to the other extreme. I went from way too many sellers and too competitive to almost no sellers, very low sales, but no competition. And I... They were just super slow as these little light up LED bands. I had issues because it was electronics from China, which I learned not to do. <laughs> and I slowly sold out of those. Again, I only ordered like 250 of them um, just because it's all the money I had. And I think I broke almost even. I think I made like $10 on those after two more months. And then I started learning more, finding what to do, how to do product research and using new tools and new methods. Found my next product. Um, Sold it for a little. I was making about a thousand a month from this one, and it ended up being patented. I got a letter. Uh, if I didn't stop selling, I'd be sued. Blah blah blah. Stop selling. So I was making a thousand a month for three months on those. Had to stop. And then fourth one, I figured out what I was doing. Started doing well. First month of that new product made eight thousand dollars, and then just went from there. Starting new products. So six months and three product fails later. Finally started making money. So. Six months now. Okay, let me get this straight because I'm doing some math in my head and you got $1,500 to start with you put 12 of it into this So that's you got 300 bucks basically in, in your account and you just took me through a series of months Where you'd only make a couple hundred bucks or ten bucks over two months without getting into the nitty-gritty of like What the heck did you do with just $300 in your bank account? Rather I want to talk about the journey back to the next one. So after one, two, three product fails, like what dragged you back to Amazon? It's like, no, this is still the platform for me and some other entrepreneurial adventure is not, at least for now. So um, before I started my fourth product, I said, okay, it's going to be the last one. If this doesn't do it, then I'm going to do something else. Um, but I mean, when you see everyone else, not everyone else, but a lot of people succeeding at one thing, you know it works and you know it's your fault if you don't do it right. Because the one thing I always tell people is, because when I started entrepreneurship, I would look at what new idea or what new product could I start, which is the completely wrong way of looking at things because I was trying to start like a legit business, whereas Amazon selling, it's not like a real, real business, but you make more. So what I then what I do now is what's working and 
how can I jump in on it? So I literally copy what someone's doing that's working, put my own little twist on it, and then go do it. And if it's not working and it's working for other people, then obviously I'm doing something wrong and I figure out what I'm doing wrong and adjust. And that's what I do with Amazon. Yeah, they, they say, uh, there's a saying out there that I believe is that good artists create, great artists steal. And I know that isn't necessarily what you're doing, but essentially, you know, copying and maybe emulating the ideas of others to to grow your own business is uh, certainly a good jumping point. You know what is successful out there, or at least you have an idea of what's successful out there. And so you jump into it. Now, after the Amazon starts to take off, you're making yourself a good amount of income. Uh, but as every entrepreneur does and as every entrepreneur uh, talks about in their journey, uh, they want to diversify. They want to diversify what they're doing, the activities they have going on, the income streams that they're making. And this is where I want to jump into uh, the relationship you've had on YouTube with Ryan Hildreth, who uh, viewers, you should go check him out as well. He started out uh, stock market advice, now doing social media marketing, affiliate marketing, all of these terms, which you can learn more about as you watch their content. But he got you into the YouTube space and others got you into making a course around this success. But why don't you talk about that jump from, okay, because now you have a stable, level of income is sort of satisfying your needs for whatever you want, or at least what you think you want, not the Lamborghini, but most things. And then you're told to start up something completely new. Now, now you, I'm sure are getting over the, the product failures and, you know, you're willing to go through that again, but talk about jumping into YouTube because that's sort of putting your face on everything and sharing that story with everyone. And you're open to more of a crude public if nothing else. So talk about that just as a startup. Yeah, so originally I've, for the last, well, for at least a year or two, I've known the potential YouTube has, how to monetize it and whatnot. I just never felt comfortable making videos or being on camera or just talking. Um, I don't know why it's just cameras are weird to me. It's not even like, oh, going showing it because I don't speak well to begin with, or at least I didn't and I still don't that well. But um, Ryan kind of made me go on one of his videos to interview me. He had about a thousand subs at the time. And he forced me to kind of do it. it. felt super weird. But after one, it was kind of fun. And a bunch of people on his channel told me to make a channel. So I did. They got me like 200 subs in a week. And then I started making some videos about what I do, like free value, just here's what I do, teaching a little bit. And everyone's like, oh, make a course on this. Make a course. I was like, I don't know. I make a course. I've never done that. Like, what? I've never taught. What do I do? So I put together a course. And then it's been updated since then, since I know now. And it just kind of took off from there because everyone wanted it. And I my, I thought it was going to be like, okay, if I sell like 20 of my course, that'd be cool. But if I sell 40, that'd be like crazy. And then here we are today. So little did I know. Yeah, here we are today indeed. And, and viewers, again, you can go through Tanner's videos and look at all of this, but it surely is beyond 20 and 40 purchases of this course. In fact, this course is exploding. And on the platform that it was on before it recently migrated, Tanner's course on Amazon FBA, uh, Fulfillment by Amazon is what I mean when I say that acronym, is actually the top selling course in this field. So, and that was just a couple of months ago where that course was released. Uh, I happened to purchase that course. Uh, I highly recommend it. I was one of the first, I think, I think I was one of the first 25. You had an offer out in the very beginning that said, if you're one of the first 25, uh, you'd give some help with you, like finding a product. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do that. And so I, I jumped on it as soon as, or at least as soon as I thought you had it up. And whether I got in there or not, we might have had a little deal on the side. It might have been something, something. I'm not sure, but I got in there as soon as I could and I, and I 
tour through the courses. I'm sure most people do. They want to learn everything. And, you know, whether I internalized all that at the beginning or not, I'm not sure. I soon learned for myself how difficult it is to jump into this process. In fact, I'm still sort of thinking it out for myself. I don't have a product on Amazon right now, but uh, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that you simultaneously, I guess, jumped into YouTube and nowadays you either stream or record something every single day or almost every single day with Ryan or not. And you did a course. Now that must've been a heck of a time commitment because there was a lot of material in that course, at least at first. Yeah. The, um, it was, I grinded it out in three days. It was probably three to five hours of filming straight for a couple days in a row. I lost my voice at the end, but it's, it's a process recording when you got to do YouTube video and then that, and then consulting calls online with people. So it's like five hours of talking from someone who maybe talks an hour or two a day max. Cause I'm pretty quiet. I kind of keep to myself, do my own thing and don't talk much. So I was like, Oh, my voice isn't used to talking five hours straight. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that'll get to you. But, uh, over time, I mean, as you've come to learn, you know, you, you become resilient with this type of thing. And, uh, you know, as you've shown, you're able to do this on a daily basis, maybe not for hours and hours at a time, but, uh, I want to talk about that briefly because, you know, you look today and wh- whether you have that motivational sign up behind you or whether it's, uh, it is, it is revealed and by revealed, I mean behind it is, is the amount you keep a running tally just to be transparent with your viewers as to how the business is doing every month. And as you can see it now, you know, for the months of May and June, you know, well above 300 K a month, which I, I, I dare say is probably beyond what you even thought might've happened this year, maybe eventually, but Certainly, you know, you get to the, I guess, the what must be a driveway now full of luxury automobiles and uh, the just insane amounts of money that are coming into you. And it does not come, as I'm sure many people know, without hard work. But that, I mean, grinding yourself down over days and losing your voice and putting in all that work. And, and you preach this when it comes to doing Amazon FBA, how it's a lot of work up front. And then it's just sort of management and that takes less time. It's all about developing that entrepreneurial style where uh, you're getting the most bang for your buck in terms of the time that you're putting into something long-term. Could you go a little bit into sort of what kind of effort that takes, maybe the mental toughness that goes behind it, uh, but just the effort that goes into starting up one venture, let alone three, because a lot of my viewers are thinking about something like this, maybe not Amazon, but jumping into something new and maybe it's additive to what they do in their daily basis. Maybe they want to drop everything and start something completely from scratch as you did. Um, But what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe on the edge about it um, while keeping real, because, you know, most people that I ask just say, just do it. And like, eh, that's okay advice, but like people will surely find out quickly that it's a lot harder road than most people, you know, purport uh, on YouTube. People like to see that the nice stories, the wins, but I'm sure there's a hell of a lot of struggle in the middle of it. Yeah. For me, it was never, I don't want to say hard work, but it wasn't ever like a ton where I'd work like five or six hours a day. Yeah. Like three days, those I would, but that was really the only time for me. The most time-consuming thing was learning it at the start because I learned it for like three months before I did it. And I'd put five or six hours a day, which you don't have to do. I didn't have a course kind of to teach me until the end um, where it makes that easy. But it wasn't too bad. I would honestly spend two or three hours a day. And it wasn't like too difficult. It is more work up front. But, I mean, it's all about working smart instead of hard. So let's say you're working six hours and I'm working three I might be getting more stuff done in mine because I'm actually working and I'm efficient and I don't, I can't, I run out after three, four hours. I still don't work more than three or four hours a day because I burn out. I'm done. I physically can't like focus. So 
it, I wouldn't say you have to grind, but if you're not, if it's not like a game, like for me, entrepreneurship, making money, it's like a game. I want to beat like my last record or whatever it is. So you have to kind of enjoy it a little bit. And I mean, work smart, not hard, but you got to be willing to work hard sometimes. So like certain days I will have to work seven, eight hours, but most days it's two, three hours. And it's a lofty high score to beat, of course, if you look at the board behind you. But let's talk for a second about time management. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you here, but you bring up an important point, working smart and, uh, and not working hard. I think a lot of people will try and do that and just end up working hard in pursuit of working smart. What are some tips that you have in terms of time management or um, maybe not tools relative to what you're doing, but sort of maybe books that you've read? How, how did you learn to use this time so efficiently? Uh, it was... <laughs> It stemmed from being lazy because I didn't want to work long. So I'm like, all right, I got to get this stuff done now. If I don't want to work later, I want to play video games later. Right. Being lazy because I'd still, I don't want to call myself lazy, but it's a type of lazy. But it's just, for me, it was get the hardest thing done early. You only have so much time you can actually focus and do stuff and then sprinkle in the mindless tasks throughout the day. So like I got to answer emails, reviewing products and whatnot. Takes me three, four hours extra a day. But I don't consider that working because in between my video games, I'll answer a couple messages. While I'm eating, I'll answer a couple. So that's kind of a little bit, I don't want to say mindless because obviously I'm mindful of it, but it doesn't take creative thinking power to answer emails. So if I'm like building a landing page for affiliate marketing or something where it needs my focus, it's a lot of brain power. I'll do that first thing. And I mean, you honestly, three, four hours and your brain's done. So, and then I'll sprinkle in the mindless things at the end or things where, I don't know, different thing, creating thumbnails or whatnot where I don't need to be like 100% into it. Gotcha. Well, I mean, it's surely treating you very, very well. You've, you've built up three, at least that I can see on the page, uh, wonderful streams of income. And I'm sure there are many, many more that you're working on affiliate marketing, as you've just mentioned, things like that. Now, I want to go back to one of the very first questions I asked because, or maybe things that I noted, because you set goals at the beginning of this year. And that's in another YouTube video uh, that, that you all should go and watch. Those goals, I believe, for the most part, have been met uh, and you've surpassed those goals. So if I could ask you what your refreshed New Year's resolutions are, maybe by end of year resolutions, what would you say those are? It's, it's hard because at the start, my goal was 300,000 profit uh, this year because I did about 120 the year before. So that was my original goal. Then it went to 500, then it went to a million. And then I stopped kind of making new ones for this year, to be honest, which is probably bad. But um, I stopped focusing this year on how much I'm going to make and focus more on growth. So my all my focus has been on growing my YouTube channel because right now that growth will mean monetization in the future. So I'm not worried about this year like, oh, I need to make more from this source and this source. I've been focused on growing, if that makes sense. So instead of monetary goals now it's more focused on growing and it's hard to put a number on it because i was getting like 100 subs a day so i could be like yeah my original goal was 20,000 subscribers by the end of the year and then i had a video go viral and i've gotten 10,000 subscribers in less than a month from it and already met that so it's just doing as much as i can to grow i don't really put numbers on it as much of course throws in the back of my head but probably looking at like two and a half million profit this year is my goal yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just like two and a half million, like whatever. 300,000 and you crushed it by like 7X or 8X, 8X. That's It's harder going from zero to 100,000 than going from 100,000 to a million. And it's more exciting. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. When I bought my Corvette Stingray for 45,000 or 50,000, 
which was my first purchase ever after I started making money, that was way more exciting than buying the Lamborghini. Yeah, it's there's definitely a scaling thing. Getting from zero to one, I suppose, is is, is more exciting than anything else. But I guess now you've gone from zero to one to two to three to however many streams of income you have. And, and I, I guess if there's not a monetary goal, which I appreciate, I think concentrating on growth is- Oh, well, there will be next year. It's just trying to figure it. It's like, I've had like three new ones. I'm like, all right, this is pointless. It's still going to be there. So- well, in, in the interest of growth, and those money figures will come back, what do you think is the, the, the next launch? Or like for, for you, what, what is the next stream that you've been thinking about? Or maybe what's the menu that you've been thinking about, either from feedback you're getting from viewers or niches or products or services that you find uh, in high demand right now? What, what, would, what would you think? What's next for Tanner J. Fox? In the future, well... This next year, 2018, will be a lot of real estate investing. I want to cover all my monthly expenses, which are about $8,000 um, with real estate investments. So probably looking at having to invest about 800000 into real estate, get 10% return. That's my goal there. But as far as later this year and whatnot, or maybe early next year, I want, I've been asked a lot to build a course on how to build a personal brand like about my YouTube channel and monetize it, whether it be from using affiliate marketing on YouTube uh, doing the back end of YouTube to make more from ad revenue, building your own courses around what you can teach and whatnot, and just growing a personal brand and monetizing it in general. So that's probably going to be next year, though. Don't want to just pump out courses. Yeah, hey, I mean, it would be nice. You know, the first one exploded, but that's a good thing. And real estate, obviously, is going to take some time. But hey, if you can get it to a point where you can cover your expenses with just that, then all this other stuff uh, is just is just gravy, which I which I think is awesome. Oh, yes. Get that Chipotle money, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. So w- one more question for you, uh, Tanner. It's a pretty easy one. Uh, I'm sure people will be interested in like, how the heck did this kid uh, you know, make all of this money? I'd like to get me some of that. How can I learn from him? Where should they go to find your stuff? And I already know, but I want you to tell the folks yourself. Uh, I would say my YouTube channel, watch some of my videos, subscribe, and then figure out what you think. If you are looking into like one of my courses or something, watch some of my YouTube videos first, understand it. And then if you think one of them is right for you, then go ahead and take it. There's a lot of free info on YouTube you can learn. I just find it easier to take courses. So I do have one on Amazon selling, which is the popular one, and then affiliate marketing as well. So either of those, but of course, watch my YouTube videos, see if you like me first and think you could learn from me, and just go from there. But it is Tanner J. Fox on YouTube. Make sure to put the J, otherwise I won't come up. Right, there's another Tanner Fox out there. Well, uh, you could take it from me, folks, if not, or and from uh, Tanner J. Fox himself, that um, this is some material you definitely want to look into. As I said, I, I purchased this course. I watch his material pretty much as often as I can. And, uh, you know, he's just doing great things. And I expect great things from him. I think he expects great things from him. But certainly a story of a dare gone right, multiple dares now. Uh, just an amazing story. Uh, Tanner J. Fox, thanks you so much for, uh, for coming on the show. And And I look forward to seeing what your next big adventure is. Thank you. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Tanner J. Fox. I encourage you to check this out. As I said, I was an early adopter of his practices and his teaching and have learned a ton to date. By the way, to get to that Amazon course I was talking about, I'll leave a link in the show notes that you can check out. Tanner, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was great to have you. To hear more from this program and to keep up to date, head over to the podcasts app or wherever you listen and subscribe to the show. And if you have time while you're at it, leave me a rating and a review as well. Just tell me what you think. I'd really appreciate that social proof. 
Elsewhere, you can find me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Human. And my website, TadarisHuman.com, is the place where I aggregate everything and take your written or voice recorded suggestions for new content, connections to new guests, and overall just feedback for me. Honestly, I I take it anywhere. I just think to mention that website because, you know, always plug. All right, I'll be back again next week with another great story to be shared, another great dare to be divulged. And until then, I've been your host, Adam Connor. Thanks so much for listening, and you'll hear from me again next week. Peace. Like what you hear? Stay up to date with To Dare is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.